Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? <laughs> I'm dying over here. I've been talking all morning. I go to talk on the show and a frog you got your go tongue. You go to project your voice. Hey, hey, the Monty Show is live on your radio. I don't know what's wrong with my microphone. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of show, right? Hello. 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 Is this thing on, Mabel? I don't know. Hello. 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 Hey, there we go. I'm telling you, man. When's the last time I had a mic problem? Never. Never. Hey, it's only money. We'll just buy a new mixer. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, The Monty Show every morning live for your very best sports talk. Uh, Coming up here, we got to talk Utah Jazz. A ton of Utah Jazz news. You may have heard that the Utah Jazz are going to release new uniforms today. What? What? What do you think of when you think of the brand of the Utah Jazz? What do you think of? Like, do you think of purple? What color schemes yes, come to mind? Purple. When you think Utah Jazz, like what? It, purple is the color that comes purple to mind. Purple is the color that comes to mind for me. Yeah, I more think of the crispy white, purple, gold, green accent. Like, the clean-cut Utah Jazz uniform. Yeah. That's more what I what yeah. I tend to think of. But today, I think, is a huge day for the Utah Jazz. This uniform release um, that we are going to get today is going to really make a huge, I think, impact on the fan base. And when we talk about who this team is and we talk about the brand and the identity of the Utah Jazz, you know, I I think you only get so many chances to rebrand yourself. And in sports, we tend to see more uniforms. It feels like new uniforms year over year. Right. But how many chances do you get to do this, Jake? I think this is a huge day for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of firsts happening in the organization. You know, whether, like yesterday on the show, we mentioned that, you know, hopefully you're not going to be trading a guy of Rudy Gobert's value and caliber too often. You know, and when's the last time the Utah Jazz did that? You know, when's the last time, you know, the Utah Jazz went through an ownership change. When's the last time the Utah Jazz did a jersey rebrand? Right. These are all things that that are that are taking place that don't normally happen. And so, yeah, I I think a hundred percent this is a huge day. I I think that we all know based on the leaks and based on our sourcing and what we've told you and, and everything you've seen that that yeah we are gonna get those that yellow you know color palette that we've seen or that sort of greenish look. Um, but I'm really curious to see what the mountain jersey looks like because I feel really good about that now being that the note is now purple and has mountains around it I'm you know obviously they're going to release a jersey like that um but yeah I, I think the other thing we've also heard from from our people at the jazz is that the uniforms look great on the players so we'll see you know that we've heard a lot of hey the renderings don't do the uniforms justice so we'll see but what I'm telling you is is that if it was my decision I wouldn't be going with a yellow and black and white concept. That's right, not right. That is not Utah Jazz colors. It never has been. And and this is my main point with this whole thing as far as color selection and, and really doing a, a rebrand, if you will, is this is Ryan Smith putting his stamp on the organization. And I don't blame him for that. It's not even I'm not even criticizing him for it. I, I mean, I think it's necessary. But again, as we've said many, many times, this team definitely needs a win. And, and I'm curious 
What I'm really going to be paying attention to specifically on Twitter for, for jazz fans is what is the reaction? I mean, I mean, do people see these on, and I'll be curious to see who's at the presser, like, you know, how they go about it. But, but what's the reaction? Do people hate these? Do people love them? Do people say, eh, they're just okay. You know, I'll buy the mountain Jersey, but I'm not going to buy anything else. Like, you know what I mean? So, Cause, cause right now, if you think about it, like when you go to Costco or you're in the day to day or you're running around and you're seeing people, I see kids and people all the time in Don jerseys, specifically the yeah. black one with the red and the orange accents. And I see that all the time. So that's why I say like, I hope that this uni new uniform set that they're going to wear for most games is not a bust, but I kind of feel like there's a, a decent opportunity. It will be. Well, look, I think when you're coming off of a uniform, like the dark, the dark Jersey, the, the, the city Jersey, like, I mean, yeah. that is a, the, the dark uniform was beautiful. Like the floor was beautiful. The uniform is beautiful. Like I think that Jersey is going to be tough to beat. And you see yesterday that they completely repainted the note out front of Vivint arena. Um, and they put the mountains and it's now purple with white accents. And, yeah. you know, you see that jazz nation has that picture on their Twitter and social, of the floor that's purple with the mountain logo in the middle, you know, bringing you back to John and Carl. And I just, I, I'm just curious if that's enough to placate Utah jazz fans, because the uniform that we've seen is less than exciting. I mean, just it, it to me, it's very boring. Yeah. It's very simple. And look, I'm not a, I'm not a fashionista. I wear a black t-shirt every single day on this show. <laughs> Let's be honest. You know, I'm not the guy you're going to for fashion advice in all likelihood, right. but, but I will tell you as somebody that collects, you know, things like Jordan's and sports memorabilia and this uniform better pop when it is on a, a Utah jazz player, like it better look better than the renderings that it, 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 it better look better. It had better be more attractive than the renderings that we've seen. Right. And you know what? That I would think that the mountain, the purple mountain uniform, if that's the, the retro that we're going to get today, that that Jersey will be enough to sell a lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of merch. people will buy those. I think I a would lot agree of people that. would buy those just because, especially for your jazz fan who, who, you know, watch this team every day when it was, you know, Stockton and Malone. Like if you were a jazz fan in that era and, and you watch that team, um, I think that you're all about the new mountain uniform when it comes out. I think you are, but we'll see. That's why I say like, this is, this is the conversation when you're rebranding. Who is ultimately going to be buying these jerseys hand over fist? Ultimately, whether the jersey sucks or it's the best thing since sliced bread, they're going to sell a lot of jerseys. They always do. It's just part of being an NBA franchise. But I think the conversation is, you know, is it really a smashing hit? You know, you really mm. want these new jerseys to, to really bring the fan base together and say, yes, we are in a new time. Like, almost like... Hey, we're stepping into the next era of jazz basketball with right. with the Rudy trade rumors and like with the with the offseason looming now and like, you know, we got new jerseys, let's put them on new players. Let's go out there and and see some nice stuff. So, that's what I'm saying like I think it just it, 11 a.m. this morning, Mountain Time. You're gonna get new jerseys, and we'll see. We'll I'm, see a, how they I'm do. actually really excited for it. I yeah. think it is a massive day for the Utah Jazz. I I don't think there's any doubt about it that this is the first step into 2022, 2023. The NBA Finals are over. 
which by the way, <clears throat> told you. Uh, anyway, right. uh, and what did I tell told you? Ya. I told you Steph Curry was going to win the MVP. You got my money? No, I you don't have my your bread. Money. Nope. Where's my bread, nope, man? Nope, because you didn't say that. Break you off you at didn't, the knees. You, you didn't say that. Now you feel dumb for not betting. Well, that doesn't matter. Um, anyway, the point is, I think today's a huge day. And I think one of the other questions that it is, as we go through the weeks and months here, can Rudy Gobert comfortably return to the Utah Jazz next season? I mean, with all the efforts that are out there with as close as they came, supposedly. Allegedly. To trading Rudy Gobert to the Atlanta Hawks, I think one of the most pertinent questions is, can Rudy Gobert return to the Utah Jazz and be any kind of leader, have any kind of impact off the floor? No. Well, of, well, but of course he can, right? I mean, physically, he, he absolutely is capable of doing that. The question is, mentally and in the eyes of his teammates, is Rudy Gobert already wearing another uniform? That's a huge question for me. And the other question is, why is Donovan Mitchell not the guy that's in Salt Lake City debuting this new uniform? Great question. That is, a, it, you know, if this is your guy and if this is your, if this is your franchise player that's your superstar that you're building around, why is he not the guy that's going to model the new jersey? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think that – so, first of all, on the Rudy Gobert front, I don't think you can bring him back. I don't think that you run a player through a bunch of trade rumors and – You think it's you too know. far gone now? Yeah, I, I, well, because it was too far gone during the season. I mean, you already had all these issues, and well, now you've combined that with, hey, we're trying to trade you. That doesn't exactly send the best message, and I don't care if Rudy – you know, said, hey, yeah, I'd love to be here, uh, but I'm open to something. Like, even if he said that before all this happened, you can't tell me that Rudy Gobert is comfortable with coming back to this organization knowing that they want to trade him. And, yeah. and and I just don't buy that. I Rudy Gobert, again, and this isn't a criticism. This isn't Rudy sucks. I'm not saying that. But I think we've all seen it. Rudy wants to be the centerpiece of a team, no pun intended. Like, he wants to be the guy. And that's not going to happen here in Utah. It's just not. Well, you know, I, I think it is. Hey, anytime you touch that mic knob, bad things happen. <laughs> uh, I think it is incredibly important that this relationship with Rudy Gobert get fixed. I, I, I just, you got to trade him. Yeah. But if you bring him back, I don't see how you bring him back. I think it's incredibly uncomfortable right now to bring him back. I think it it would be asking an awful lot of this team to have chemistry w between Don and, and Rudy. Yeah. And I think we've seen that Don and Rudy, their chemistry is an issue. Um, I think we had drama in the locker room last year that we all saw. Yeah. Um, that this, and I think we all saw that it had a detrimental effect on the Utah Jazz. So, no, I actually don't think he can come back. It's internal. I don't. Yeah, it's internal. All right, coach. I mean, there's no doubt about that. that yeah. this, is a, this is a huge moment in time. I, again, will say, I just think that this is one of the most important off-seasons in the history of the Utah Jazz. I think you are watching um, a, a, a birth, a new beginning. This, is the, this uniform thing today is not just about uniforms. It is, yeah. a, it is a step out of the old into the new. Yeah. This is, this is an, and you've said this several times this week. This is Ryan Smith putting his stamp on this organization. Yeah. Because you can't tell me that that this these uniforms are his vision. Yeah, well think right? about it. Just again, and I'll recap what what I think of this just super quick. So, who's Ryan Smith? Ryan Smith is a Utah native. He grew up here. He's yep. a lifelong Jazz fan. So, immediately what that says to me is, yeah, we're definitely going to have a mountain throwback. No doubt about it. Retro purple vibing on it. Great. Okay, cool. 
But my problem comes in when I think about who Ryan Smith as a tech billionaire is. He is somebody who likes clean-cut things, whether we're talking process or tangible stuff that you can hold in your hand. Yep. So to me, that's why you're going to get a really clean-cut, minimalist-type jersey where it's just very simple, you know, yeah. like nothing complicated or, or out there outside of the colors. And my biggest thing, the only thing I would say is color selection I felt like was poor because we know we're getting the yellow jerseys and, and all that. The we blacks, know, the yeah, white. that combo that we've seen. We know we're getting that. So my biggest thing just would have been is like Man. that's a that's a uh, that's a to me you're stepping too far out of the realm of what jazz colors should be. If you wanted to, you know, tweak colors, if you wanted to sort of you know a different shade here or there, sort of just redesign the jersey. Well, I don't even know that it's you're stepping too far away from what tradition or the brand or or whatever. I I just think you're at a place now where it just doesn't feel good. And it it is that thing, and you may not know this, or you may know this. Jake and I have designed several homes. We've done real estate, interior design. When you design something and you see it, you know right away if it's a smash or or not. Yeah. You know, what is it? If it slaps or if it's cap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the cool uh, TikTok kids, you know? Yeah, the TikTok kids and stuff. Because it's garbage. These uniforms don't slap. They're not great. They're not fire. (laughs) The mountain jersey is going to be amazing. And my guess is that's what they're going to use as the centerpiece of this jersey release. Yeah. I don't believe that that can be your full-time uniform. That is like your retro third uni thing. Like that is. Yeah. I think these uniforms, I don't know. The teams wear so many different jerseys nowadays. Maybe, Maybe it can be. I don't know. These, whatever these black, white, and yellow ones are, I am not impressed. I am not excited. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it's disappointing because you need a win. Yeah. This team needs a win. And I think they're very smart to go back to the purple and white. The note out front was very clearly an indication that that's going to be a theme today. The new floor that, again, with all credit, I, I try to give credit to people where it's due, Jazz Nation. I was the first place that I saw that picture of the hey, this floor. This is a big day for Buddy. I mean, this yeah. This is a big day for Buddy. Yeah, hey, know? and you know what? If you are on Facebook or Twitter, go follow Jazz Nation. Like, they've been out on uh, out in front on this for the most part. Like, yeah. give, them, give, give them a look because I think you'll see if, if they got this right, I'm not that excited about what's going to break at 11 a.m. Mountain Time this yeah. morning. I'm not. Let's yeah. get some of your thoughts in here. Hey, hey, Josh Martin, appreciate the $2 tip. Thank you very much. He says new uniforms are the least worry for the Jazz. Well, well that's probably true. I mean, obviously player player movement, you know, changing the but, roster. But, but there's a natural path and progression that could have taken place here. Like, you, you, you can clearly see... Okay, New Jersey release, Rudy Gobert trade, yes. new players getting introduced. I mean, there's a clear progression there. And, yes. and I think that it, it, you had a you had, you know, a great opportunity to sort of stay within the bounds of what Utah Jazz colorways have always been. Yes. And I understand it. Look, I understand that Ryan Smith wants to be cutting edge, he wants to push the envelope, he wants to you know, he wants to be that guy, and he's always been that guy in business. And I understand that, and that's what I think kind of bleeds into jersey redesigns. Hey, let's get out there. Let's be out there, and let's do something radical. And I'm here to tell you jerseys are not what you should do that with. But, again, that's just me. 
Maybe they will look fantastic on players. By the but, way, did you think they did a good job rolling these out as far as, like, the Jordan Clarkson video and, like, you know? I think they were – they had a plan. As it was explained to me, the Utah Jazz had a whole hype train all laid out. And the reaction to the to the original leak of the, the renderings was so poor, they went back to the drawing board. Yeah. And I think that's why you're seeing that there hasn't been a whole lot of hype. There's yeah. been one hype video, and it was Jordan Clarkson. And it makes you wonder. <laughs> it makes you wonder. I, I'm curious. I I am surprised because... But then again, maybe I'm not surprised. We've had this conversation on the show that they're not great on social. They're not great at content creation. There's they're only not one great. team in this town that's really good at it, and that's that team down south. Yeah, BYU. That's the BYU. only team in the town that's good at it. BYU, with, with what BYU does with their equipment and uniform stuff, they're elite at it. They're, yeah. they're fantastic at anything video, content creation, hype videos. BYU is the gold standard in this town. That said, I do think that we are seeing little tea leaves being dropped, like the Danny Ainge interview or like the Jordan Clarkson video. I feel like they're sort of working their way up to getting – you know, a full-on media thing going for their social media. I, I feel like w they're working on it. They're working towards it based on what we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, is what it is. I'm just telling you What right I would have done, just an idea, I, what I would have done is I would have today. So last night what I would have done is I would have sent one of my people out with like five of these new jerseys, let's say, or whatever. And I would have placed them – in obvious areas, sort of, and I would have put that all over social media for people to go and find. That's what I would have done. I think what I would have done is I would have made hype videos, you know, five days, four days, yeah, three days, two days, today's the day. Right. And I would have done a huge video around repainting the note. Yeah. I would have, you know what I would have done? I would have had a release party. I would have said, hey, the first 500 fans in line at Vivint Arena, or hey, the first 500 fans, we're going to give 500 fans a raffle ticket. Get in line. The first 500 to win this raffle, we're giving you a free jersey. Signed. Signed by Don. I would have I I had Donovan Mitchell be the centerpiece of this. I would have said to Don, hey, we're doing a jersey release. We want you to be the the. We want you to be the face of it. Instead of having batting practice with the Mets, uh, you know, like I would have had a camera crew with Don, having him taking batting practice with the Mets. Let this is the problem, and and I know again, I'm not. I'm just saying it's awkward right now. Yeah. The whole the whole thing is awkward. The whole Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert thing is awkward. Mm -hmm. The issue is that I don't believe you have a good relationship with your players right now. I think that losing sucks. It does. And I look, I love JC. Jordan Clarkson, I love you, man. Yep. I do. You're not the right guy to be the face of the jersey release. Yeah. You know, it would have been nice had you made a Rudy Gobert trade to have DeAndre Hunter, let's just pretend that trade happened. Yeah, sure, sure. DeAndre Hunter and, and Donovan Mitchell 
walk out from behind a curtain. And who knows what they're going to do today at 11 o'clock. Maybe they do. I mean, maybe they just roll out. And maybe, maybe maybe this is part of like maybe, keeping it under wraps. Maybe John and Carl walk out in the purple mountain uniform. I, that would be but sick. But this is the kind of stuff that you have to do. Yeah. Like, we're in the content creation business. We do this for brands. Yeah. This is what you have to do. Yeah. You have to have... You know, you have to have, we, we've done a lot for the BMW brand on social, right? You have to have the BMW driving. You have to have the car is the, the car is the thing. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell's the thing. Like he's the guy. I want to know what Don looks like in the new black, yellow, or white Jersey. I want to know what, like that to me is what you have to like, do. I need, I, I like the mountain Jersey. I need John and Carl to walk out in their full uniforms, yeah. short shorts and all. Let's go. I need 500 fans in a small venue cheering when John and Carl, I, I need fans freaking the F out yeah. when John and Carl walk out in the new mountain, the purple mountain Jersey. Right. Are we going to get that today? I hope so. I hope there is some mind blowing event around this Jersey release. Cause that's what we need. That's what this team needs. We need a win, Ryan Smith. Please, yes. my guy. Yes. We need a win. Yeah. You know, like somebody have Carl Malone pull a big rig into Vivint Arena. You know, like like I there is no amount of money that you shouldn't spend on this. Paint a a tractor trailer. Paint the trailer. Yeah. In the new purple mount. Like, give me something spectacular. Don't give me Jazz Bear on a motorcycle. Please, please give me John and Carl walking out in the purple mountain uniform. I'm begging you, man. And then have Don walk out in the new one. You know, like give me Brian Russell falling over to his left. And then you're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Um, uh, okay. I I'll, mean, I'll settle. Uh, uh, I'll settle for Greg Ostertag. Um, give me John and Carl. <laughs> give me Donovan Mitchell in the new black uniform. Give me Donovan Mitchell in the new Golder. And we got it, by the way, new rule on the Monty Show right now. They're not yellow, they're gold. Um, I don't think I can call them gold, man. Give me. They're not gold. They're not. Give me Donovan Mitchell in a new uniform. Give me the goods, man. I need, the, I need spectacular. Yeah, man. I need spectacular. I want it. I've got to have it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that to me is so critically important because these uniforms, if if they're if they're the ones we think they are, they're not great. But you can make them great. But if Donovan Mitchell rolls out in that uniform, they're great. If John and Carl roll out in the like, new we Purple got all Mountain, these guys, they're great. Listen, we got all these guys who drive Lambos, right? They drive all yes. these badass cars. Yes. Why would you not have, just at a minimum, why would you not have one of these dudes rolling up in like some ridiculous car and have it wrapped and like get it, you know, he's yeah, the wearing dude the at Roots Chris, the dude at Roots Chris, the valet guy said the best car he's ever driven was Jordan Clarkson's Bentley. Yeah. Like, dude, let's go. Let's do that. I, I, I'm telling you, it better not be Jazz Bear on a freaking Harley. I don't oh, need better execution. I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. I need John and Carl wearing the purple mountain uniform. Yeah. That's what I need. What's man? up, motherfuckers? Okay. <laughs>
you know? <laughs> I need John Stockton walking out with, you know, a mask on because he supports stopping the spread. Of... Anyway, um, um, you know. All right, comments. What are the people saying? Uh, Neville93 says, I effing love this show. Thank you. <laughs> Raul Lopez and John Amici walk out in the purple unis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you really just go with a John Amici reference? Amazing. I'm going to say this again. One round left. Amazing. Appreciate that. Josh Lovern says, Quincy Lewis and Scott Padgett. Yes. Kenny says, John Collins walking out in a jazz uniform would confirm that Rudy Gobert was gone, which as much as it's needed, Utah wouldn't be ready to hear. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Josh Lovern says, BYU could dress a poop in BYU blue and sell it as a Christmas stocking stuffer, and they'd sell out in minutes. BYU yes. hype machine is crazy. Signed, yeah, dude. Signed by Rudy, Jake. Exactly. Yes, dude. That's what I'm. But but do you see my point? This is I, that's a like as I know as much as you're joking or like tongue in cheek. There, it's a. He's great actually point. not. He's, he's like he's it, not. It, like it's a great point. Like they literally could take a pile of dung, gift wrap it in BYU blue, and do a hype video around it, and people wouldn't care that it smelled like crap because it's blue. Royal blue, please. Like, dude. Figure it the F out, Ryan. With the Coog wearing the Navy you know, hat. Right? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, come on, man. Have Zach Wilson roll up oh in his new Lambo. God. Unbelievable. Uh, Kenny says Andrew Wiggins' final MVP. Yeah, okay. You should have bet me a 1,000. Um, Ryan Buckley says best way to start the day off morning, boys. What's up? Morning. Mitchell Harding, what's up? Mitchell Harding says, I think Tatum just got sent back to uh, reality last night. Dude, Truth. we are going to talk about that. Truth. Greg Hawkins says, what's up, fam? What's up, Greg? Good to see you. Greg sent me a story uh, this morning about Crownburger closing in Central City. They're going to put, I, I know this is shocking here in Salt Lake. They're going to build another apartment building in the avenues. Bet you weren't expecting this one. <laughs> Oh, Neville man. 93 says, yo, 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 it's going to be a great day. You guys was right. Curry got his four rings. Truth. No, that, whoa, whoa, hold Truth. on. Oh, oh, you guys about the ring. I was going to say that wasn't guys, a, that wasn't I, a you hey, guys on hey, the finals. MVP. Hello. 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 Hey, by the way, Mont, what do you think's going to happen in the NBA finals? Hey, well, Monty. Well, uh, <laughs> well there, Monty. I think that uh, I believe I said Golden State in six and that it would end so the Jazz could release their uniforms today. Sometimes I think I just say shit. Pimp's going to pimp. Uh, Ryan Buckley says ele uh, 11 a.m. Kenny says, how long until the New Jersey's come out? 11 a.m. Uh, Josh Lovren says, Donovan not showing off the uniforms isn't a great look. I agree. But, but I think we cannot definitively say that yet. I agree with you that maybe they just haven't talked about it, and maybe he will be there. My hope is that he's there. there I, I, this needs to be an event. Yeah, this needs to be a uh, This needs to I be mean, a banger. Maybe they strap a um, purple mountain jersey on a white salamander, and the thing walks out. Like, I mean, see, I'm a guy of simple taste. That's your white salamander reference. Dude just made a white salamander reference in a jazz jersey conversation. Do you see, do you see how hard he's working over here? White salamanders, not iguanas. Yeah, red iguanas. Um, <laughs> the slapper cap guy makes me want to unalive. Unalive. Okay. All right, Kenny. Uh, one round left says needs to change her name to the Utah High Viz. Could be. Uh, Josh Lover, uh, the uniform rumors remind me of the current Marlins uniform. Stop. Dude, 
You just compared the Utah Jazz to the Florida but Derek I'm Jeters. But I'm telling you, dude. I'm I said the you. I said the Florida yeah, Derek Jeters. Yeah, and he's probably going to leave a. He probably left a gift basket in the office when he left. What What do you want from the guy? It's wow. what he does, okay. right? If you got that reference, I love you. It's 1 a.m. here. I don't know how long until the jerseys come out. Well, it's seven. You got four hours to go, bro. Yeah, might want to get on the caffeine train. You might want to take a nap. So I said, no. yeah. Do you know? Kay Nuren says, "Don't care about the new uniforms, just who's in them. Need new players. Wow. Yeah, like the, Kay you know, be you, keeping dude, it real, bro. Do you know the balls it would take to have Rudy Gobert at this at this today? After all the trade rumors. Oh my God. Could no, you imagine if Rudy won't. and Don were standing? There's no way no Rudy way. can be there, dude. No. no way. Well, and how much of a bag slap is it to to Rudy Gobert if Donovan Mitchell is there? Yeah. Oh my God, I just yeah. thought of that. It's a it's a statement. Oh, it's a statement, man. man. It is a statement. I think it's a must. I do. Today has to be theater. Yes. Today has to be WWF, baby. Yeah. The Macho Man Ryan Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah, man. Like you have to. You have to. Uh, wow. Who had a worse release last night, Tatum or Drake? Okay. Drake's not a good basketball player, by the way. Can we put an end to that? Drake's a the- casual. Okay. Josh Leverin says, Jake, the gift basket had a BYU poo stocking stuffer. In yeah. It. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, come on, dude. Leverin's on one today. Yeah, he is. Leverin, it's a, it, by the way, it's a three-day weekend. It's a three-day weekend. and B12. Let's go, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Get Ju- that smoker out. Juneteenth on Monday. Let's go. This is fucking America. Let's go. Jack is the ultimate hype guy. Uh, Jake, the, uh, do you mean Jake's the ultimate hype guy? Uh, Kenny says, if you had to make a bet as of now, will Gobert play in a jazz uniform again? I no. do not believe he will. He will never play in a jazz uniform, I, in my opinion. Yeah. That said, and the only reason, you know, honestly, the only reason I say that is because I think that the money situation dictates that. Like, you don't bring in, because look at what's happened, right? Like, so you get bounced out of the playoffs, you know, and that was really unfortunate, really rough. The way it went down was not great. Just how it all felt, and they basically just ran out of gas, and, you know, it just was a bad look. So you get run out of the playoffs. From there, you know, then the conversation immediately shifts to money and trading Rudy Gobert because ultimately, again, no fault of Rudy's, not saying Rudy sucks. This has really nothing to do with him as an individual. But because of the money, the expectations go way up. Lover in sending us crazy pictures of the new Jazz uniform. <laughs> Dude, get the hell out of here with 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 ballpoint pen references. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Anyway, man. the point is I the just... point is listen the 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 I don't think he's gonna play in another uniform because you didn't bring Danny Ainge in yeah. to to do nothing. And I think that Ryan Smith wants to win a championship. Ryan Smith takes the legacy the Millers left behind very seriously. Even if he is gonna release garbage uniforms today, like I think he's really trying and making an effort here. And that's why I say. There is going to be a deal done around Rudy Gobert. Now, whether that's with Atlanta, whether they do the DeAndre Hunter thing or they force their way into that or it turns into a three-team, I don't know. But I'm just telling you, you don't have day after day after day after day of, hey, Rudy Gobert's going to be traded. They're trying to work with the Hawks. Then it's the Raptors. Then it's the Bulls. Then it's this team and that team. Like, all these conversations are happening. That's why I say I don't think we'll ever see – Rudy Gobert in 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 a Jazz uniform again, and I don't think he's going to be at a jersey release today. That would be shocking to me. What will we have a John or Carl sighting today? John, I don't think Carl. I I wouldn't be surprised to see John, but I think will there be 
Will there be like a stunner or a shocker? Will is it... Joe Ingles at the jersey release? No, he's a, he is property of the Portland Trailblazers. Well, yeah, but Danny Ainge can wear Celtics here, so why can't, why oh, can't Joe look, Ingles Sarah wear... Look, Sarah Todd, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Walked you right this down it, baby. <laughs> stupid... Why would you bring that up? Why would you bring this up? God damn it. Okay, so... <laughs> So I, you know that I am a noted disliker of local Salt Lake City media. I want you to listen to me. Because they just don't do their jobs. Right. So last night, and I still haven't seen an image that says Danny Ainge was wearing a Celtics jockstrap, but you would think that that's what happened. Sarah Todd, Des News. I, okay. Sarah Todd, Des News, beat writer, Utah Jazz, tweeting last night that she was so upset and it was uncomfortable and she was dismayed to see that Danny Ainge was in Boston supporting the Celtics uh, in their their push for a game seven. And I'm like, are you serious? It's uncomfortable, she said, to see Danny Ainge supporting the Celtics. And supposedly he was in a in Celtics gear. Danny Ainge wears a quarter zip like everywhere he goes. That's his thing. That's his thing. And and the picture, and you can find it on Twitter. It's all over the place. But there's a picture of Danny Ainge with his hand extended to shake Steve Kerr's hand after the game. And the way the picture is sort of positioned, you can't really see precisely what logo is on the quarter zip. But admittedly, it does look like a Celtics logo. It is grainy. You can't, you know, explicitly tell. But in my estimation, it does look like a Celtics logo. Here's the thing. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, why is this a problem? Why is this even a talking point? Yeah. Danny Ainge is a Boston Celtic. Deal with it. Through and through. He was drafted there. He won two championships as a player, a third as an executive. He won the Executive of the Year Award. He He was on the floor with some of the greatest Celtic teams of all time. He was on the floor for one of the the greatest plays in the history of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. He's a Boston Celtic. Why is this even a conversation? And and by the way, adding to the list, he built this team. Do we just forget that? He drafted Jalen and Jason, right? Like he built the core of this team. Why is this a thing? So that's why I say like, you know, and and again, I, I, I always, I always, you know, I, I never like to bash people in the media. I just, it's not something I that I enjoy. I know you do. I understand. Yeah. But like, I don't, you know, you have to go out of your way. You got to do what Andy Larson did. You got to do what Sarah Todd's doing on Twitter for, to get attention on in our show. In all seriousness, you do. That's exactly right. To get, to get us to mention you on this show. Yeah. As a member of the Salt Lake media, if we're going to talk about you, you've either done something really well or something really bad. This is really bad. Sarah Todd taking a shot at Danny Ainge, saying that people in the organization are uncomfortable with it, yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. If you don't understand Danny Ainge's ties to the Boston Celtics, you're you're just not. And the insinuation, like you were just saying, the insinuation that there are people in the Jazz organization who are uncomfortable with it. Well, I got news for you. There's only one guy that Danny Ainge gives a damn about in that organization. That's Ryan Smith. And I can Dude. guarantee you. Ryan Smith knew he would be there and Ryan Smith didn't have a problem with it because by the way, it's not like Danny's trying to get back with the Celtics. Danny is a basketball guy, man. Everybody, do you guys not understand? And and this is what I think Sarah doesn't get. Everybody is at the NBA finals. Everybody. 
It is, as somebody who's been to a half a dozen, six or eight NBA finals, um, I can tell you it is the one of the largest networking events in the NBA. And I don't care if Danny Ainge was wearing a Boston Celtic quarter zip. I don't care. It, it, he's a Boston Celtic. He just happens to be working for the Utah Jazz. I don't care. It means nothing to me. Yeah. I'm not offended by it. I'm not uncomfortable by it. Oh, he wants Boston to do. But no, he doesn't. Danny Ainge is a flipping competitor. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, this is just so frustrating to me. that, that anyway. It's low cash. That's the problem. Anyway, uh, Josh Martin, five more dollar tip. Hey, by the way, there is a tip button. It's a dollar sign at the bottom of the screen. If you want to contribute to the show, we appreciate that. Uh, if not, if you're here, you're contributing to the show, but we always appreciate it. And if that you tip. use that tip, it will highlight your comment and we will see it. It'll stand out and then we'll read it first. Yeah, it's it's highlighted largely. And Josh Martin gave us $5 to answer the question of what's your opinion on the Deshaun Watson situation? Oh, damn. Sidestep. Uh, Deshaun Watson has 26 current lawsuits pending against him, and may, there are supposedly several more to go. Yeah. He's going to have at least 30 by some accounts. The NFL front office, according to ProFootballTalk.com, is split. The executive offices at the NFL is split on how to handle discipline of Deshaun Watson. There is a large swath of people in the front office that don't want to remake the Ray Rice mistake of not going far enough. But there is also another large swath of people who don't want to go too far and make a snap decision before this thing is adjudicated. So what's the right thing to do? Take them off the field with pay until this stuff is done. And then when it's done and he goes to court, then you, you punish him without pay and the suspension is not retroactive. This is not rocket science. He has got 26 accusations of sexual misconduct against him by 26 different women. Mm -hmm. Take him off the field with pay until such a time where all of these lawsuits are done. Well, and I think I think a lot of people, a, a secondary question a lot of people have or that I've seen is like, well, you know, he hasn't been found guilty of anything, right? Like he hasn't, there hasn't been an official, hey, you did this and we have proof and, you know, you're guilty. That yeah. hasn't happened, but I think, you know, the, for the NFL, the issue is, is that he is he's a detriment to the league's image and Absolutely. brand. And by the way, as I mean, obviously, as you were just saying with Ray Rice or any of the other examples, you can't if you're the NFL, you, you're not going to be able to just let this kind of run on and, you know, basically let it run itself. That's not going to work. And so that's why I say, like, I think the retroactive thing, in, in my opinion, I think the retroactive thing is a really interesting conversation, because if you if you suspend him with pay now then you can't do retroactive. So Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. I think you're exactly right on that. All right. Um, if you're just joining the show, we're talking about the Jazz rebrand today um, and the fact they're releasing their new uniform. And are you excited about that? What are your thoughts on it? Who do you think is going to be here for that? Um, I'm really hoping for John or Carl, John and or Carl. I'm really hoping for a huge, shocking, stunning event. I am really hoping for an absolute show like I want a show the floor they're gonna have new floors laid out they're like let's do a show let's have a shebang let's get it done mm -hmm. that's what I think this needs to be because if the uniform is what we think the uniform is the uniform can't carry the event right so I think you really need to have a shabazzle type banger mm -hmm. and I would love to see 
Donovan Mitchell roll out in that black, white, or gold jersey. I'd love to see John and Carl walk out of the tunnel together in the purple mountain uniform. I'm excited for this event because it can't just be, okay, well, um, here's some frames of our new uniforms. Um, and by the way, here's Jazz Bear. My word. Look at, uh, here's Jazz Bear. Look at the cool purple Nice uniform. Harley, bro. Um, yeah, and you know, uh, here's a video of some of our players from 1937 wearing the, the purple mountain uniform. <laughs> Let's watch that video now on the large screen. <laughs> okay, well, that was a neat little video there, friends. Don't forget, season ticket packages are available. Call 1-800-WE-DON'T-KNOW-WHAT-WE'RE-DOING.COM uh, uh, to book your season tickets now. Um, Ryan Smith is not going to take any questions, and Danny Ainge is still celebrating with the Celtics, so he's not here either. All right, we'll see you when the season starts. Thanks for coming. <laughs> if that's what this is, we got problems. This is a huge problem. Yeah. Now, if they play, like, huge hype music, and it's loud, and it's proud, and if we get John and Carl walking out, and if we get Donovan Mitchell rolling out in the new uniform, and if we get if we get Don and Jordan Clarkson, and they're wearing the new one, and Carl and John are wearing the old one, and they're giving away 500 new uniforms to the first 500 fans to enter a raffle, like, hey, I'm good. And if we're if we're doing the whole nine, and it, it, I'm good. I say I'm just fired up to be here today. If if Ryan Smith is sitting there and he takes questions from the media, I'm good. If this is simply a presentation where, you know, me and Mrs. Smith are really happy to be here in front of these new uniforms. I want to want to want to thank Johnny's trophy shop for framing these up for us. It's a really good job. Don't forget, Swig is going to have a uh, concession stand at Vivid Arena this year. Get your chocolate chip cookies. Buy tickets. Buy concessions. If that's what this is. That's an issue. That's not good. That's not that's not good at all. I want a huge event. Yeah. I want big time video stuff on the massive look at how big my cock is video board. <laughs> I want like it. look how big the scoreboard is. Lower it. I want great videos. And then I want John and Carl to walk out in the purple mountain uniform. Yeah. That's what this should be. That's what this should be. Uh, one round left says Vince McMahon stepped down as CEO of WWE this morning. Well, then he's available to host this event. Yeah. I mean, that would be perfect. Yeah, right? Can we get John Cena too? That would be perfect. You know what? It's funny. You bring up Vince McMahon. I was talking to Mrs. Monte the other day and I said, I can't believe I was ever a fan of professional wrestling because <laughs> watching it now, like even the promos that run during weekend marathons of SVU, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't, I just can't do it. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I'm actually excited about the uniforms. I'm 40 and I don't really care that much about it. I like them regardless. I want a championship. That's it. If the colors are pink and brown and they win it, it all, then that's all that matters. Well, winning helps everything. But here's the reason. Now, I used to be a jersey guy mm -hmm. like 20 years ago. Oh, man, I'd wear jerseys all the time. I don't wear jerseys now. But it makes you money. And if these jerseys are terrible, it's not going to make you the money you should be making. You know, David Glover says, in all seriousness, not excited for the rebrand and not excited about how far we really are from any ships after last night. Wow. Jazz are a few huge moves away. Mitchell as one obviously isn't it. Truth Seeker says, talk jazz, not football. Oh, my bad. Sorry. 
You want me to talk jazz truth seeker? Tip us five bucks. We'll talk about anything yeah. you want. Yeah. Uh, Josh Lovren says, da David Glover, if you mean Kerr, Krisha, jazz have a shot at hiring him as head coach. Because they ain't hiring Steve Kerr. David Glover says, when will uh, when will we contact Kerr for the coaching job since Ainge and him were together, right? I mean, obviously they shook hands. That must mean that Steve Kerr's the next head coach of the Jazz, right? Right. No. He beat the Jazz with Mike, so you know. Just the Michael Jordan. Yeah, this guy and, in the wall. You know. You know uh, anyway, anyway, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I am excited for it. By the way, speaking of the NBA Finals last night. Yeah. What is Steph Curry's legacy now? Because I think this is a fascinating conversation. Because I think going into that game, obviously we talked about it yesterday on the show. Going into that game, I do think Wiggins had a real chance to win the NBA Finals MVP. Absolutely. And his defense was stellar, by the way. Steph earned this MVP. There's, there's no doubt about that. His performance last night sealed this NBA Finals. There's, there's no doubt. He's got four rings now, and he's got an NBA Finals MVP. And I know that your guy, because he's right there over your right shoulder, mm -hmm. Chaboy, right. Kevin Durant right there over your shoulder. Right. This guy here, yeah, this you guy. Know. Right, right, you know. But yeah. has. Yeah. Are you petting his nose? Yeah, I was actually. I was The, the, the preferred nomenclature is uh, caressing. Stro or stroking. Caressing. Please. Were you stroking Kevin's nose? Yes. I think he is past Kevin Durant. Yeah. I think I think I think Steph has elevated himself to a tier that is below Mike Kobe LeBron. But I do think that he is on the level, you know, of a if we're looking at modern era NBA, I think he is on a level of his own just below just below Kobe and LeBron. And I I think it's it's not close. He's got four rings. He's got an NBA Finals MVP now. He's probably going to win at least one or two more. Mm -hmm. I if he wins six, he's past LeBron. He's past LeBron. I mean, yeah. There there is no doubt in my mind that if he wins six, he passes LeBron. But I think it's really interesting that Steph Curry is an afterthought when it comes to all time greats in this league. Like if you look at the best players in the NBA over the last ten years. Mm -hmm. Does Steph Curry come to mind? Oh, I think he comes to mind. Well, not for sure. top of mind. Yeah. I mean, Kobe, certainly. I think Tim Duncan, certainly. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Tim Duncan, best, Tim best... Duncan or Steph Curry? I would take Steph. Oh, for sure. Get out of here. Steph. You're taking Steph Curry over Tim Duncan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But Tim Duncan was Kobe's generation. Well, Steph is I've, a generation after that. No, I think Kobe and Steph are are they crossed paths certainly. Well, they crossed paths, yeah. Certainly. But what I'm saying is that Steph represents a, a generation after Kobe came in. Like Kobe and 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 I mean, I hate to say this, but LeBron's been around for a long time, dude. Like a long time. But like I think that yeah. that that I for me, I put Kobe and LeBron in the same time realm you know um obviously mm. lebron is still playing but i think they were both you know in their in their prime playing against each other i think steph didn't really enter his prime until you know probably 2015 ish 2016 like in those in that time frame and lebron had already been playing for a really long time so when i look at this what i say is i think what steph needs to do to pass lebron is yeah he'd need six and I think that it would it would have to be a situation where LeBron doesn't win again because if LeBron wins again, that changes the conversation. The issue for LeBron, as it's always been, 
is that he's been to a ton of NBA finals. Yeah. It's both his greatest strength and his greatest weakness as far as his historical case is concerned. Because on one hand, I can say, hey, man, this guy's been in the NBA finals a ton of times. But inherently, that means you lost a bunch. And why do we play the game? To win the game. So what do you put more weight on? That's the thing. So when I look at Steph, what I say is, hey, this guy's. there's no doubt about it, this guy's an all-time great, revolutionized the game, winner, has won before, during, and after Kevin Durant's time with the Warriors. So I think he's an all-time great. But I do think it's really difficult to stack him up uh, amongst the all-time greats and, like, where he falls. Tony Parker or Steph Curry? Because Tony Parker's got four. I, you gotta take step. You gotta take I, Tony Parker. Why? Because I mean, he's arguably not arguably. He's the best international point guard ever. Okay. He is the leader of one of the best dynasties in the history of professional but sports. But that doesn't give him an edge over the Warriors, right? Oh man. Um, but but I'm being those serious. Spurs like, what teams are the versus those separate? Warriors teams. You see what I'm saying though? Like Steph is the leader of one of the greatest dynasties we've seen. Tony Parker is the leader of one of the I think one of the things seen. that you really have to tip your cap to the Spurs on is that 2014 championship. Yeah. It's 11 years after their first one. Yeah. I mean, I think that's too close to call. I think they're very close. I would lean towards, like, I'd take Steph over Manu Ginobili. I think Manu wasn't the main dude on that team. Mm -hmm. Um I look at Steph, he's the guy. Yeah. I look at Tony Parker, him and Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan doesn't happen without Tony Parker. Right. Right? Yeah. Tony Parker doesn't happen without Tim Duncan. Yeah. Uh, but I look at some of the other guys that have, I mean, Tony Parker or Steph Curry. Okay, Steph Curry or Will Purdue. Do you know who Will Purdue is? No. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, never heard of buddy. No. You've never heard of Will Purdue? No. Wow. No. That hurts. Yeah. I'm old. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think Steph is a, is an all-timer. There's no doubt about that. I mean, without question, he's the best three-point shooter ever. Yeah. But if I look at some of the – these are the names that have four rings. Um, Vern Mickelson, do you know who that is? Nope. Uh, Frank Saul, do you know nope. who that is? Okay. Um, you know, I look in the modern era, Shaquille O'Neal or Steph Curry. Man, that is – I think you have to take Shaq. But you have to. Like – you, you have know, to, I, I, but see, because he problem. won three, he won, he won three in a row with the Lakers and then went to Miami and won another one, which and that I think is super important for Shaq's case. But my, my, my problem is, is that, and this is why it's so difficult to rank Steph, because when you say, Hey, this is Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. This is the most dominant player the league's ever seen. And that's not an exaggeration. And if you disagree with it, go back and watch the tape. He was the most. And I think to this day, Dominant player the league's ever seen. The problem is, is that Steph's done just as much winning, and he's done it with a variety of different players. Oh, and I, think I that, like that. And I think that culturally, Steph is better. Culturally speaking, culturally speaking with his guys, Steph is better than LeBron. Steph is better than Kevin Durant. Steph is better than Kobe Bryant. And he's definitely better than Michael Jordan. Man, was. I, I, Steph is better. With his guys, relationship-wise, culture, like, like his guys Better than liking Kobe? guys liking playing with him and wanting to come oh, and play with I him. I totally disagree. I think they're very similar. LeBron and Steph are Steph LeBron isn't and an Steph, asshole in the locker LeBron room, and dude. Steph are completely different. Kobe and Steph are very similar. Kobe wasn't an asshole in the locker room. Mm. He wasn't. He was an alpha dog in the locker room. What's the difference? The difference is that was Kobe's team. And when 
the Kobe had to win a ring without Shaq. Mm-hmm. Had to. Mm-hmm. Had to. I'm taking Kobe far more over Steph Curry. There's that's not a that's not even close. Um, but if I look at uh, if I look at the the name you got to ask yourself now is Steph Curry or Dwayne Wade because D Wade's got three. Steph has now four. D Wade wouldn't have three without LeBron. That's the problem. D Wade never did. Never did. Well, would would Steph have four without KD? Would Steph have four without Curry? Or would Steph have four without Clay and Dre? I mean, your team is what makes you. Would Mike have six mm. without without Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen, Will Purdue? Yeah, but Mike, but those none of those guys are are LeBron James. With all due respect, none of those guys are are the best player in the league. With all due respect, well, I mean, there's something like, to that. I mean, I, I, I think, think there's there's something to that. I think you got to nod Steph over Dwayne. Yeah, Wade. I mean, I think Steph. You have to see, and this is, but again, this is why it's so damn difficult because. Steph Curry is not 6'6", you know, 280 pounds, right? Steph Curry is a really just unique player, man, with the way he goes about it. I mean, being able to do this when most of your yeah. chances come from three-point range is is another conversation in and of itself. I mean, Michael did not. Kobe did not. Dwayne Wade did not do all their stuff from three. No. It's but look totally at LeBron. I, the reason that I give so much credit to LeBron James in this conversation is because he did it with three different teams. He won four championships on three different teams. And arguably, arguably, he's the reason the Lakers won that championship in the bubble. Arguably, he well, not arguably. He's the he only was. reason the Cavs won that championship. Well, and what's the biggest calling card for LeBron over Steph? The 3-1 comeback to beat him. Yeah. That's the biggest calling card. That's yep. why I say yep. I think head up, you gotta edge LeBron. Woo. But I think if Steph gets to six, Man. that changes things. Because then he's gonna be able well, to Well, if Steph gets to five and LeBron does not, because LeBron's got one more ring in him. That's it. Yeah. Steph could Steph could win three, four more. Yeah. There's no reason that Steph Curry, if if with Bob Myers as his general manager, the Lakeups as his owner, Steve Kerr as his head coach. Yeah. There is no reason that the Golden State Warriors won't win three, four more titles in the next seven years. Yeah. I mean, Steph's probably got at least five to seven years left in him, at least. So he could he could win he could be the Tom Brady of the NBA. I mean, there he is on he is on track to do that because he's in the best organization in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to beat. The Golden State Warriors and the way they do business. Yes. And to me, Steph could win. Steph could double up on what he's got now. There's no doubt about that. He's not going to win 10. He's not going to be Boston Celtic winning 10. Yeah. This league has got too much parity in it. The Golden State Warriors were by far the best team in the West this year, in my opinion. Yeah. And we'll see. Health, your mom, like there's a lot of factors. Willingness to play, desire to keep playing. That's another thing that I think is really well. And, and Steph talked about the one he wants. He want. He's not done. Not close to done. Yeah. I think he wants a couple of more of those MVP trophies too. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Wade won two with LeBron James. He did. Correct. Uh, Kenny said Steph is a goat at point guard. Gabe Ledley said, "Would KD have any without Steph?" No. Nope. And that's why I say that. And that's why I say like. You know, I think Steph winning this title the way he did and yes. and, and after the two seasons of, of them just struggling because of injuries and everything they went through, that's why I think Steph is a, is is ahead of Kevin Durant. And and look, I, I own Does it. Kevin regret leaving Golden State? Oh, I'm sure he does. But at the same time, he's got to get out and win one on his own. 
I mean, that's got to, to happen, dude. I mean, it, it just, he has got to go in and not, you know, I, if he wins one in Brooklyn, I think it's fine. Yeah. I, I think it's fine. Yeah. But you know, you, you just have to figure, yeah, Kevin's got to win. Because a, a right more. now, Kevin's legacy, honestly, yes, he, yes, I would say Kevin Durant is a winner. But the problem is, is that I don't think he's going to be remembered for all the championships he won at this point. I think he's going to be remembered as the best scorer the league's ever seen. That's well, what I think and my question is. is, what happens if 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 the owner of Oklahoma City doesn't screw the city of Seattle and the Sonics are still a thing? Is Kevin Durant still in green and gold? I think there's a real chance he is. Yeah, and and I yeah, that's a good one. Um, Spencer Morgan says we need to have a culture where it's okay to wait for evidence process to prove something. Yeah, yeah, that's related to Deshaun. I I think that's a great point. I think you're exactly right. Uh, Big Dog O-Town, the Tony Parker-Curry argument got to go with Curry because of his three-point shooting. This man is a bonafide assassin. He is. Yeah, dude. He absolutely is. Yeah. And I, Shout the Mobamba. Yeah, I, I think Big Dog, you're right. Um, there, There's no doubt about this. I just – I think these conversations are fascinating because yeah. there's just – there's no right or wrong. There's no criteria. Yeah, the, and there's no winner or loser. We're just – you know, we're just chopping it up on the NBA, and I think that's what's great about this show. That's why we love doing this show every day. I mean, it, it is – you think about Steph Curry in the in the history of guys. Think about who he who he's chasing. Here are the guys that have won five. Tim Duncan, Derek Fisher, Kobe Bryant, Steve Kerr, Ron Harper – Dennis Rodman, Magic Johnson, Michael Cooper, Don Nelson. Like, think about the guys who have six. Mm. Pippen, Michael Jordan, Kareem, and Bob Cousy. Dude, six is elite. Six is elite. Put yourself in that group. Put yourself in that group. How many guys have seven rings? Only one you've ever heard of, Robert Ory. Right? Eight? You got to go back to the Celtics. Satch Sanders, John Havlicek, Casey Jones, Tommy Heinsohn. 10, Sam Jones. 11, there's only one in, in Bill Russell. Think about what Steph Curry has the opportunity to do now. Yeah. He can get to seven. He can get to, I'm telling you, the guy can get to seven. If he puts himself with Robert Ory, Frank Ramsey, he'd be the best to ever win seven. Yeah. He would be an all-time great player. He could arguably be the best player of his generation. You don't accidentally win seven rings. Yeah. Robert Ory didn't accidentally win seven rings. And that's, I think, a great point. You know, when you look at these guys and, and you know, like Le if you look at LeBron's career, yeah, you don't accidentally win four. I nope. agree with that. But I also think that, you know, what really hurts LeBron is, is all the ring chasing. He is the poster child for it. And I think that that will kind of. But why is that a bad thing? Because I think that, I, I think that, one team guys are uh, uh, a dying breed. Steph Curry, it to me is the last great one team guy. But see, this is what I say about my guy Devin Booker. Yeah, right. You've got to leave Phoenix to win a championship, in my opinion. Like this, this there's a. Um, I was told last night by an NBA source that I trust that the Rockets and the Suns are talking about a deal that centers around DeAndre Ayton and John Wall. And if that trade happens, I think. Phoenix has a great chance to win a championship. Now we need to see what else comes their way, how they build that team. How does John Wall fit in with Book and CP3? Like, a lot of questions. They're a better team without DeAndre Ayton and with John Wall. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But Devin Booker's probably got to go to the Lakers to win a championship. Is he a ring chaser if he does that? No, he's not. I think what's interesting about the ring chasing thing 
is that it depends on the situation you go to. Kevin Durant, you're a yes. ring chaser. Yes. When you went yes. to the Warriors to win a ring, yes. you're a ring chaser. Yes. If you go to, yes. you know, if Book goes to the Lakers and and wins a championship with LeBron and Anthony Davis, I think that's a really dynamic conversation because I can make a really strong case that Book, while, yes, he went there to win a championship, he's not going there. LeBron is not the best player in the league right now. I want to put that to bed. He is one of the best, but he's not the best guy in the league, I, I don't think. So the best player in the I league think, is. I think that conversation centers around Giannis or Steph right now. I think that no. those two guys those two guys can do things that other guys just can't I'm do. I'm not taking anybody but Kevin Durant. When you ask me who's the one player in the NBA that's singularly the best player, it's Kevin fucking Durant. Like, okay, it's cool. Not, excuse Kevin my Durant. French. Fine. Excuse Fine. my French. I know that there's a big conversation about how much we do or don't curse on this show. Um, but I'm telling you, Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA. Okay, Kevin Durant. My point is, book on LA, I don't I wouldn't care categorize that as him ring chasing in a in a really bad fashion because he's not going to the best team in the league. Like Kevin Durant. He's not did with Katie the going to the Warriors. Yeah, he's not you know LeBron I mean? like, taking Chris Bosch to the heat with Dwayne Wade. Yeah, Lane. like it's different. I agree with it's that. totally yeah. different. And, yeah. and that said, while we have book, because I know we have to move on here, we got to get going. But but I think last night Jason Tatum really Oof. hurt his legacy, and he has a lot of proving to do. You're the only player in NBA Finals history to have turned it over a hundred times in the NBA Finals. Number one, number two, you have now failed to win a championship. Like what is it, four years in a row? You lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to LeBron. You got to the NBA Finals yeah. this year, and what was an amazing story. And you lost to Steph, which I think really hurts. Uh, and now you're going to have to figure out what the future is. Because I got news for you. Early or in the Eastern Conference Finals, I was a big Jalen Brown proponent. I was God really damn. impressed. Dude, you're exact. He turned the ball. Jason Tatum turned times. it over 100 times in the playoffs. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Jason Tatum turned the ball over 100 times. Yes. In the Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. He turned. He. Oh my God. Tatum so, shot 31 percent from the field with 23 turnovers in the finals, finishing the playoffs with a record 100 turnovers, the most by any player in an NBA postseason so history. Jeez. When I go back and look at what Book did in the NBA Finals, wow. you have to take Devin Booker over Jason Tatum right now. You have. You have to. Yeah, I think. I think, uh, sadly, I think the Suns are going to melt down over Robert Sarver. Like, this whole thing where this lady quit and la another scandal. But like, it'll facilitate Book's exit. I think it will. That's and what I needs think, to happen. I think Book is going to wind up leaving. Um, and I think the only place he would ever go and play is L.A. because of his relationship with Kobe. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't call that ring chasing. But anyway, the point is, I A, I think Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. B, I think that Steph Curry can win. I think he can win seven championships. Um, and C, unfortunately, I, and I asked you this last night while we were watching the, the – what did I ask you when the Warriors were getting that trophy? I don't remember. What would it be like if that was at Vivint Arena? Oh, And yeah. Donovan Mitchell yeah. was the one raising that trophy over I'm saying he needs to be there today, dude. Don needs to be there today. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just – yeah. Yeah, exactly right, Gabe Ledley. Please don't get Coach Lovering going on Seattle. Josh, go to Starbucks. I don't blame you, Take dude. I'd pill. be pissed too. Tanner says, what's your guy's definition of ring chaser? Well, it's the guy who goes to – it's it's Kevin Durant going to Golden State, joining Steph, Clay, and Dre to win a ring. You're joining a situation that was already championship material so that you can win a ring. You're a topper. You didn't – exactly. You're a you topper. You didn't go to a situation that desperately needed – 
a player to have a chance just to play for a championship. He didn't go to Miami. LeBron brought Chris Bosh to Miami, and it's ring chasing, no doubt about it. But he made it a, a place where they could win a ring. Yeah. So, yeah. Carl Malone going to the Lakers was ring chasing. Yes. That's a disgrace. That's ring chasing. Book going to L.A. I don't think could be ring chasing. I really don't. Uh, Kenny says, not even I have made that many turnovers in the finals. Get good, scrub. It's wild. One one hundred turnovers in the postseason. It's for insane, Tatum. dude. Like I, I said, one hundred. Yeah. This man was a bona fide scrub. What? That's I one hundred turnovers in a postseason. That's incredible. And you wonder why most of their series win seven games. Good Lord. Well, Josh, you're not wrong. Devin Booker would be chasing Kobe's ghost if he ends up in L.A. But that's not ring chasing. Yeah. No, that's but different. But I think it's the problem for guys like Tatum and the problem for guys like Book is every time you do something like turn the ball over 100 times and lose in the finals. Yeah. All you're doing is adding another level to the mountain. Yeah. You're just adding another 100 feet to the mountain. Yep. And, you know, just imagine you're right there and like you're sitting there at the peak and all of a sudden the mountain just grows 100 feet. Yep. And now you got to hike back up the 100 feet. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's just it's really difficult. Yeah. It's really difficult to win in this league. Final. Kenny says I'm better than Jason Tatum. Just confirm that. Okay. You have good sources too, huh? I'm better than Jason. I love that. Kenny, you're the man, dude. Good to see you, my friend. Tatum could have opened up a bakery with his 100 turnovers. Yeah, he could Facts, have. Dude. And he could have been a millionaire and Facts, retired on bro. that sales of those turnovers, right? Yeah. Like it, Facts. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, again, and if you're if you're just tuning into the show, we appreciate you being here. Thanks so much. If you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up if you're one of the 100 folks watching the show. Uh, it really helps the channel grow. Um, by the way, my guy, Bruce, who is who is a video production coordinator, uh, and I'm not going to say at a at a large security company that happens to have his the name on the side of the jazz building. Yeah, yeah. Um, says you guys are going to be roundly disappointed by what's going to happen today. <sighs> Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate Br that, Bruce. Bruce, not that not that he's going to answer this, I would <laughs> guess. But Bruce, can you confirm or deny that Ryan Smith? is going to be at a table with jerseys hanging off the table for the release. Oh, man, I hope that just does not happen. I really hope that does not happen. I just oh, – Bob Jones. Oh, my God. You can... Anyway, no, I got to stop. I got to stop, man. Like, they, they... it's wild what people think is going to happen today. Bob Jones just tweeted at me a, a video of Mike Tyson in a Bumblebee costume and said it's confirmed Mike Tyson <laughs> is unveiling the new uniforms. Uh, oh, my God. But no one's going to disrespect me. <laughs> Neville 93 says F Boston. Hey. Uh, what do you guys think of Danny Ainge? And Bo we, we went over this. God. We went over this. God, God if you're listening. <laughs> Somebody... Sarah, delete the tweets, please. When I die, I'm going to paradise. That's no, you're going to Boston, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm excited about what's going to happen today. I think it's a. Uh, I I do truly think it's a. Uh, it's really important. It's an important day for the Jazz. Huge moment. I, I don't mean to be redundant, but well, I don't think you can over exaggerate it. I mean, it is a huge moment in time for the organization. I I just think anytime you do this, it's got to be done well, and fans got to like it. Yeah, I don't know. Bruce, stop. What he, did he say? Did he answer? No, he's sending me crap in uh, disappearance mode or whatever you call Vanishing it. Vanishing mode. Um, 
And it's, you know what? It's one of those things where it's in like your message requests. Oh, so you got to go digging for and it. And you got to go quickly. Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, look, Bruce, you got to come into the normal messages, you know? He said, my real name is not Bruce, but I just want you guys to know I'm not going to give you too many. And then it disappears. He said yeah. he's not going to give me too many details. Right. It's internal. We get it. We get it. Um, your name's not Bruce. Will you stop using disappearing mode so I can actually read the whole? Like, if you're going to send me messages in disappearing mode, don't send me a volume of crap in one message. It disappears, like, and you got to set it for longer. Can't you control the time in, in vanishing mode? I don't know. Like, God almighty, people, stop. And I appreciate you, Bruce. I, I really do. But um, what I said was I'm not going to give you too much information uh, because I, I worry about you telling people who I am. The bottom line is what you guys are saying is far from what's going to happen today. Just know you're going to be disappointed. Have a good day, casuals. <laughs> Thank you. Thank hey, you, thanks, Bruce. man. Have a great day. All right. Thanks Hope for, you enjoyed your cup of coffee. Thanks for dipping in. Thanks. Jerk off. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my God, you know, dude. Kenny says, LMO, LMAO, yeah, you can set the time. Like, stop it. Uh, Josh Lovern says, Bruce. Tanner says, LOL, is Bruce one of your sources? No, I don't know who Bruce is. Yeah. He freely admits he's using a fake name yeah, so he Bruce doesn't get in trouble. Yeah, Bruce might as well be like John Wick or something. I you have know. no idea who he is. You know. Um, where do you guys come up with this stuff? You seem to know people everywhere. People come to us. We're not like out chasing people. People come to okay, us. Okay, okay. Are R you serious? Really quick before we get to the lifestyle stuff because I really want to get to it. It's really good today. So we've been doing this show for seven years now. I think it's been on and off for like the last seven 2015 years. 2015 we started doing yeah, this so show. Yeah, so we're like, what is that? I guess eight years. I guess eight years. We started doing this show. And the last year we've been on YouTube. We used to do this show on Twitter. Ever since we got on YouTube and we started doing it every day and and just the consistency brought a lot of people to it. And it's gotten to a point where you have, like, radio stations who mention us. You've got, like, you know, just a ton of people who, who like, sort of come here to see what we say. Not to say that we're the best or the greatest things since sliced bread, but what happens is you start doing a show every day, people start listening to it, you get a couple of things right, and now all of a sudden they're in your DMs. That's literally how it happens. That's how it happens. You that's know, and by the way, the relationships we have at the Jazz are not, like, that's not how that happens. No. But that's a different thing, but... But guys like Bruce, that's how that happens. Yeah, the guys at the Jazz, guy, like frankly, the guys at BYU, you know, yeah. like it, the guys at Utah that I, I've known, I've known those guys since I worked here before. Yeah. So you know, it. it the bottom line is that to, when days like today are happening, the Jazz can't miss on this event today. They cannot miss on this event today. It's it's hugely important. Yeah. That. Why don't you turn your DMs off? Why would I turn my DMs off? Yeah, why would we do that? Why would I turn my DMs off? Um, Bruce says, LOL, thanks for protecting me. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's just crazy. Um, Vernon Maxwell, Josh Lovern tweets at me and says, uh, sends me a Vernon Maxwell tweet. He says, I'd like to apologize, Jazz fans, that were offended by my tweets. If you guys, uh, if if you, if I knew you guys had internet in Utah, I would have never made those tweets. <laughs> Why does Vernon Maxwell hate us? Savage. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I, hey, Utah Jazz fans, I heard you guys are interviewing my man, Sam Cassell. We are going to become the best of friends if you hire my man. It, I, I'll be your biggest fan in the NBA. I'll forgive you for everything and choose a new team that bothered Mad Max like Indiana or Portland. Man. Vernon Maxwell's a nut. Yeah. He's entertaining. 
All but right. Vernon Maxwell's a nut. All right. What lifestyle do you want to go to? What, what time is it? Uh, Josh Lovren says, lifestyle chat brought to you by Irish Spring, where you can lather and slather while you pitter and patter. You know. Just saying, you got to have a shower sprayer for the buck crack. Um, uh, anyway, where do you want to go? You want to go to mortgage, the average mortgage price? Yeah, cost of living. This is a good conversation. Okay, so we talk a lot about mortgage and real estate on this show, and it is stunning. Did you guys see the average price of mortgage now? Is a thousand dollars higher? And this is nationally. This is yeah, national average. Yeah, the okay. national average for a mortgage price is now twenty five hundred dollars. Your average mortgage in this country is twenty five hundred dollars. A year ago, it was sixteen hundred dollars. And then you start looking at the news that broke yesterday that the average American car payment yeah. is now over $700. Up 1.7%, up to $712. Your average American is paying $712 for a car payment. Right there, that's over 3000 a month just for car and house. And all of this because the Fed has had to raise interest rates. Yeah. Which are up a huge amount. Yeah, so you're 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 looking at about a rate right now that's about almost six percent, five point eight six percent to be precise, which is up about three percent. So to put that in context, what you're what we're really talking about here is is on the cost of a the interest cost on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house before the rates or before the hikes, or the difference would be one hundred twenty eight thousand. From where it was over November, the life of a loan, over the life of a loan, yeah. So from three percent, where and it that's was, only if you have prime credit. Yeah, and this is thirty year, the thirty year fixed classic mortgage. No arms, none of that. Yeah, none yeah. of that, none of that. So uh, again, on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar home, the cost of that money is one hundred twenty eight thousand dollars right now. God damn. On a five hundred thousand dollar home, which is much more realistic, I think we can all agree with the in, market. In this day and age, yeah, half a million is not outrageous. No, it's pretty. It's pretty regular. The cost of that money is two hundred fifty six thousand. Oh my god. Yeah. So a, a half. A, so if you're buying a five hundred thousand dollar house. Yep. You can add fifty percent for interest. Yeah, that's crazy. On seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, you're adding three hundred eighty-four thousand dollars. So, is the American dream dead? I don't think that's it's dead. the question. I don't think it's dead. But I think it's changed. And you're sitting here, and I, our main demographic, by the way, is men, twenty-five to to fifty-four. Right. That's the mo That's who listens to the show on a daily basis. Right. So I ask you in the comments: A, do you own a home? And B, do you think you can afford to buy a home if you do not? And here's the thing that Mrs. Monty and I talk about almost every day. Right. What if we want to move? What if I want to buy another house and lease my townhome? I can't afford it. Because now we're in a position where, I, and I have elite credit. My credit score as of yesterday was 838. Must be nice. I think my wife's credit is over. Is well over 800. Like, we have the best credit you can have. So my interest rate should be lower, right? No. Because on a 30-year fixed, I'm probably buying a half-million-dollar house. We've actually talked about this. Like, I'm not buying a house that is more than 3,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. In Utah right now, especially in Salt Lake County, I'm in a half-million bucks for that. So on a half-million-dollar loan, at today's current interest rates, I'm probably paying... North of $3,000 yeah. a month. Yeah. 
And currently, my mortgage is half that. Without telling you my whole financial picture, my mortgage is about 1500 bucks a month. Crazy. Who can afford that? Who can afford five grand a month if you want to grow your wealth? Think about that. And if I don't want to grow wealth and I just want to buy a home with a white picket fence and cut a dog in half so that I can have two and a half kids and half a dog mm -hmm. and live the American demographic. Right. It's probably too much this early in the morning. Yeah, it's a little graphic, bro. But the point is, right. if I want to have a dog and I want to, you know, I want to procreate three kids and, you right. know, right. Yeah. have a picket fence. Uh -huh. God forbid I want to, <laughs> you know, God forbid I want a hot tub or a pool. Right. God forbid little Jimmy wants to go play T-ball, daddy. Yeah. No, we can't, son, because the interest rates, Uncle Joe turned the interest rates up yesterday. That's it, Skippy. Sorry, you're going to have to play soccer. Um, <laughs> but hey, at least now you'll be on Apple TV. Isn't it great? Wow, you're a cock. We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, but the point is, who can afford that? Yeah. And I just think that, one, we're pricing minorities out of the market because already – Underprivileged and minority communities have a much more difficult time accessing good credit that's affordable for them yeah. just because they're black or Latino. Mm -hmm. So now we're making their lives way more difficult. But if you think about who goes to college in this country, so you got student loan debt, probably. Um, you've got a $700 car payment, probably. So that's probably a G right there. You're probably paying a grand a month, minimum for a car and a student loan. Let's say that you got a PhD or a master's degree. Right. Now you're paying $1,000 a month in student loans. You're paying seventeen or $700 a month at a car payment. Now you're almost at two grand. You take a dump and now you're at two grand mm -hmm. for toilet paper and probably moist flushable wipes because you're hoity-toity. Supple. Right? So you're at two grand a month. And then you add $3,000. Now you're at $5,000 just to make your basics. That's not food. That's not your kid's t-ball team. That's not Jimmy needs new diapers. That's just paying your mortgage, your car payment, and your student loan. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you know this. Gasoline's really expensive. This is a code 10 abort. Electric's really expensive. Do you see what I'm getting at? The cost of an apple is really expensive. Yeah. Who can afford to buy a house right now? Yeah. I don't know. And to, to, to the point of Greg Hawkins last night sending me this article in the avenues that they're going to build a new apartment building rent. I mean, you're going, you have to rent, you have to rent. And it's it, to me, that's a little concerning that you, that I think we are putting, I think we are putting the underprivileged and minorities in apartments. That's what we're doing. Oh, I don't think it's just the underprivileged and minorities. I think it's anybody under 40, probably. Right. Most but, of the time. but, but the, the bottom half of our society has no chance to succeed. It is now more difficult to crawl out of poverty than it's ever been. Right. Because it's difficult if you don't, if you, if you, if you're just grinding away every day, mm -hmm. like how, how, why would you have kids right now? You wouldn't. Do you understand how expensive it is to have kids? By the way, like a family member of mine just changed jobs, like lost jobs, right. lost, lost their job. Mm-hmm. And what were we talking about the other night? Well, man, you don't even think about health insurance. Well, think about that. How expensive is health insurance? How expensive is a bottle of insulin? You don't have health insurance, but you need insulin every day. Yeah. How are you paying for that? Well, you're probably not. And you might skip a day. And so now your health deteriorates. Oh, well, don't feel so good. Go to the emergency room or urgent care. Now I wind up in the hospital because I can't afford insulin. So now I have a huge medic. Like, do you see what I'm saying? It like snowballs. You're one step away from the grave. 
but you're also one step away from being broke for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because some of these holes, you're never digging out of them. You're never digging out of them. Yeah. So just think about that. Jeremy Bolton says, you have to make close to 60 grand just to be able to rent. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right, Jeremy. Ryan Buckley says, my apartment was 1400 a month when I first moved in. Now my rent is 2350 Jesus, right what kind now, of apartment do you have? I mean, my rent will be 2350 on my new lease. Right now, my rent is 1800 Jeez. The price of gas in the U.S. Is absolutely absolutely blew me away. It's incredible. Buckley says, the Great Reset is happening right now as we speak. You will own nothing and be happy. Probably. Neville 93 says, the American dream is dead. As we knew it. Uh, Cody Strickland says, my credit is 817. I have $242,000 house worth 580. I pay 1220 a month at 2.875. What you think and know I can't afford a new house in today's market. I, I, I don't think I can either. I mean, if I sold my house, my financial picture would dramatically change. But here's the other thing. Think about this. Everybody says, oh, my house is worth all this money. Well, what good is that? I mean, if you die and your wife goes to sell your house, okay, she gets some money. But now with the real estate picture the way it is, are you really, are you re are you really ever gonna? I my house is worth two hundred thousand dollars more than I owe. Right. But that's not really good for good to me. I'm not gonna take a HELOC, right? A home interest, you know, a home equity line of credit. Do you know how expensive it is to to do that? Yeah. A cash out refi. What does that mean? Well, a cash out refi means that. Well, I owe 200 on my house. It's worth 400 my house. Um, but now they gave me $200,000 and now I have a $400,000 mortgage. So my mortgage costs went up. So I just yeah. bought a new house. So now my mortgage is like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. We are in an interesting time and it is going to be fascinating to see how we get out of it. Because I think we are probably three election cycles away from real change in this country. And I don't, I don't, no, that's not terrifying or anything, but think about this. What needs to happen for real change to happen in this country? Well, we need some folks to die. We need some Mitch McConnell's to get hit by a bus or just age out of life. Yeah. Right. Like we need turnover in Washington. We need guys like Mike Lee to stop being a dick and we need them to like make real policy that helps us in yeah. life. Yeah. That's what we need. And we need to subscribe to Apple TV because MLS is now on Apple TV. Yeah, neat. Okay, here's a conversation I've been excited to have all week. So, because MLS is on Apple TV, Josh Martin for $2 tips says, uh, America is turning into a third world country. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong on some levels. We're always going to be the 1%. Yeah. Or at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah. But the lower class in this country, the, the, the people grinding it out for a living are living in poverty. And it, it's not pretty. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. Anyway, Apple TV, MLS fans and fans of, of football slash soccer in general. And everybody in this chat right now, hit me with your question, the answer to this question. What streaming service do you subscribe to? And will you subscribe to Apple TV because MLS is now going to be streamed exclusively on Apple TV? The answer is absolutely not. Yeah. Now, I'm a little different. And my wife called me old and fat last night. Mm -hmm. 
And that was after we talked about this. Yeah, and that's verbatim what she said, right? Old and fat. Yeah, she said, hey, fat ass, we got to go to bed. Right, right. And then she's like, Chubbs, come on, let's go. Fat. Uh, no, she didn't say that. Um, but we were talking about my TV watching experience. And I said, I'm a direct TV guy. 801-424-DISH. <laughs> uh, I am a, I'm a direct TV guy. <laughs> I get all my sports packages, my package... Um, I get all my sports channels like I watch everything on direct TV. But there's a lot of people <clears throat> who would prefer not to have direct TV and would prefer to have a streaming service. The problem with that is you can't stream jazz games. The problem with that is, you know, like unless you subscribe to ESPN Plus, you're not watching BYU football. Right. The problem with that is, well, Utah games usually aren't on TV because they play in the Pac-12. Right. But you get my point. So MLS, I'm a big supporter of MLS. I think it's important. I don't watch. I don't watch RSL games. I don't listen to RSL games. I don't hate RSL. I have a lot of respect for what they've done. They've been one of the, I think they're one of the most successful franchises in MLS history. Right. But that doesn't bring me to the yard right? I'm not a guy that's going to go subscribe to Apple TV. But having said that, if I did cut the cord, which I won't, I would probably go back to YouTube TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had YouTube TV for, for a while and it was okay. Um, but I think that DirecTV is just a great product, man. And, and the, the value proposition for all these streaming services is that it's going to cost you way less and you're going to get the same thing. And I disagree with that. I don't think you're going to get the same thing. I don't think that, you know, you have... I mean, obviously, you have access to live events, but feel-wise, I just don't like the way it feels. I don't like the way it moves. I yeah. The thing I like about DirecTV is that all you got to do is turn it on, go to the menu, and find what you're looking for. And I think sometimes with, like, even with, like, you know, Amazon streaming, like, if you're even getting a movie or anything like that, I feel like sometimes a lot of these streaming services are very, like, cluttered. And yes. You kind of have to dig through them and figure out, like, you know, so I don't know. I don't have much experience with Apple TV. Uh, MLS said that in the statement they released that that the reason they went with Apple TV is because it's a you know a, an industry leader in user experience. So I'm guessing that Apple has given people a good experience, but I just don't think that that MLS respectfully because I'm not at all trying to hate, but I don't think that MLS has the pull in this country yeah, no. to to make a huge difference for Apple TV. And I don't think, by the way, it was smart to go to one location to try to force people to download Apple TV. Well, and the other issue that I have is that if I'm going to listen to RSL, I want I want Dunny. I want Brian Dunseth. I want Bill Riley and Brian Dunseth. I want local. Yeah. Am I going to get local broadcasters on Apple TV? I don't know. Why would you eliminate that? Because you're dumb. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Greg Hawkins says, I have Apple TV, Netflix, HBO, and a local streaming service, and America is nowhere near a third-world country. Ask the people at the bottom of the totem pole about that. Because I don't think we're that far away from it. We have too many people living one incident away from homelessness. Yeah. We have too many people living homeless, and a lot of that is because we don't want to talk about mental health issues. You know, like we... there. There's a lot of things that you're right. We're nowhere near. We actually have, you know, plumbing. Um, but there's a lot of people that live a third world lifestyle in this country, and it just doesn't have to be that way. It does not have to be that way, Greg. So I don't think you're wrong. I don't. 
Uh, Tanner says, I have Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. I will buy Apple TV. Will I buy Apple TV? No, probably not. I hope RSL games remain on, on the KSL website. Hey, guys. Um, Tanner, I doubt that, bro. Yeah, I, I would doubt that, too. Josh Lovren says, 10 years on Apple TV. Have to think Apple TV is going to add more love sports. I guess. I would hope so. I would think so. Um, Tanner says, I don't have a lot of free time, but I've subscribed to those streaming services over the year. You know, the funny thing is, and Mrs. Monty, who is sitting here, but refuses to talk today. Um, we actually are, are American express platinum members. And what that means is that we get a lot of stuff for free. Me? Even though yesterday my, my $700 annual fee from Amex came through. Um, but on the platinum card, I think we get Paramount for free. Is it Peacock? Yeah. Yeah, you we get a bunch of streaming services for free. Right. And it so we get a lot of that stuff for free. And I still don't use it. Yeah. I mean, I'm very much a creature of habit, and I think I'm not unlike everybody else. Uh Greg Hawkins says Apple TV is is a pretty weak service in comparison, in my opinion. Yeah. A lot of people say that Disney Plus is dominating. Disney Plus people love well, Disney it's Plus. For kids. Yeah, I think people love Disney Plus. I'm an ESPN Plus subscriber. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I think it's a great service. I really do. Yeah, no, so, I mean, I, I th but this is the problem again. You don't have a streaming service that aggregates everything you together, don't. and that's the advantage that Directv has. You can get everything you need from TV shows to sports to whatever, um, you know, whenever. Yeah. So, Mrs. Monty doesn't want to be on the show today. She has no desire to be on the show. Hi, Mrs. Monty. Hello. There she is. Miss America, good to see you. Now go away. Make me food. Um, wow. It's Father's Day. Did you bums it's get me a Father's, Father's Day gift, Day. Get your ass out of here with that. It's not Father's Day. It is. This, no, it's this, not. This month is Father's Day. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Huh? Sunday. Sunday is Father's Day. Yeah, thank you. But it is my birthday year. Have you guys got me a gift yet? Thanks. Sunday is also... Juneteenth. Oh God, here we go. I hope people take time. I hope people do take time. Here, you you have a microphone. Well, no one's. Why are you hoarding? Why are you hoarding? Okay, here's what happened. That's so sweet. everybody on the show can understand. Last night, Mrs. Monty said she had a seven o'clock call. Not available today. Yes. So we didn't set the mic out today. Right. But now she's available. I so am. now she's kneeling over here. What? What's wrong with her kneeling? I'm just saying it's just a, uh, usually she's over the, like it's just you know I don't there's know, nothing wrong like with her awkward kneeling. you know thing I don't know it's fine hey it's baby fine. anyway anyway yeah. yeah it is Juneteenth by the way if the Yelp were were off on Monday because of Juneteenth mm -hmm. yeah so, so it is a national holiday yeah my company so. didn't do that oh yeah. that's Kenny fine. Kenny mm -hmm. says lol PB and J please you know that's what I'm saying can you go make me a sandwich now I got you that new dustpan how you like it. Wow. I'm going to drop this <laughs> microphone and hurt your ears. Don't you probably be rude. Are. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, we get all these streaming services for free. Just have to pay that huge uh, fee to Amex Platinum. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Well, um, hope you all have a good weekend. Good to see you. Yes, take a minute and understand what Juneteenth is about. Um, wait, what are you guys doing for me for Father's Stop. Day? Stop. We don't have a plan. We're taking you to Ruth's Why? Chris. Is that not good enough? What do you enough? mean we? Is that not we're good enough? We're taking you to Ruth's Chris. Yeah. Okay. Is that we're, not good enough? We're going for a hike because it's good for your health. And it keeps yeah, and you, you let me, you actually let me pick out the hike this time. She let me pick where we're going to hike. Interesting. 
So we're going to Twin Lakes in Big Cottonwood. That means he can't complain. Oh, yes, I can. Time. Freely Uphill able to both complain. Ways in the snow. Yeah. Every, and the, the thing about hiking is everybody's like, oh, this is an easy trail. Uh, this is an easy trail. Let's uh, go ahead and take this one. And it's uphill both ways, and it's like straight uphill. Mm-hmm. It's like Jason Tatum trying to win a championship. Oh, you know. boy. Uh, Kenny oh. says, bless the New Jerseys that may be good. Come up to Farmington. Some great hikes up here. Josh Lovren says they are taking you to the Jazz Uniform event, LOL. Mah. Jeremy Bolton says, where's Fat Jesus with another kneeling comment? Right? I Yeah, I really am disappointed, Fat Jesus. Where Cody Strickland gone? says, going to Alaska. Whatever you're doing this weekend, enjoy it. Have a great weekend. Uh, until Monday, we will do a show on Monday where we'll have full reaction to the Jazz uniform rollout today at 11 a.m. Until Monday, say you're the best dad ever, Jake. You're the best dad ever, Jake.